Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 70 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing all about core work, specifically what it actually is, how to build a core that's strong and stable, and why your current program isn't really working especially if it includes crunches. Because let's be honest, crunches suck. I can't say that I've ever met anyone, myself included, who is like, I love crunches. Let's be honest. Nobody loves crunches. They make your neck hurt, especially if you're just getting started. Sometimes you might have back pain from them. And no matter how many you do, they never start to feel any easier. Now, for me and core work, my back injury really was the catalyst that got me started on this path to really uncovering like what is core strength? That big question, right? But core strength is sort of painted as this fairy tale land that we reach when we finally have done enough core work, right? Like, is there enough core work to be done? Is there a place that you reach where you don't have to do it anymore? And for the majority of my clients, even if they come to me without core strength being high on their list of priorities or issues they might be having, getting a stronger core does resolve lots of problems. So today I want to dive into why your core isn't getting stronger with crunches. Because when it comes to core work, crunches seems to be the cure-all, right? Sit-ups. Oh, just do some sit-ups. Do you remember the presidential fitness test uh, when you were in elementary school? What a fun, fun, fun time that was. The presidential fitness test, you had to do that sit and reach. And I think sit-ups were part of it too. And not a single element of that was any indication of how fit you were or you weren't. But for so many of us, myself included, crunches have always been the way to make your core stronger. So let's talk about what your core actually is, because it's way more than just your six pack abs. And if you're already like, well, (laughs) I don't even have a six pack, that could be absolutely true. But know that we all have the same musculature underneath whatever coating we have on the outside. And your core is everything all the muscles and connective tissues around your torso. So many of your breathing muscles are also technically core muscles. And because your core is so centrally located, hence the name core, it is responsible for stabilizing your spine, especially for your lower back. So if you've ever had lower back pain or you have lower back tension or you've had a lower back injury, you know how important it is and how difficult it is to re-engage and just really get reconnected with your core after injury. And the core is also a stable base from which movement then happens. So I like to say, you know, start from your center. And if you think of your core like that center spoke within a wheel, without that stable center, you know, a wheel is not strong if it doesn't have, I think it's called a hub, isn't it? 
I don't know. You can correct me, please. <laughs> but without that stable center, the wheel doesn't have its same strength, its same stability. I'm thinking for some reason like a covered wagon, Oregon Trail time, right? Now, your body is the same. Without that stable center, the periphery, so your joints, like your shoulders, your hips, your neck, they're then responsible to create their own stability. So they get tighter and tighter. Your range of motion becomes limited. Pain injuries can happen. And this is why core strength is truly at the center of so many movement issues that you might have all the time or just some of the time. Now, even for you mamas, if you've carried a baby and you've been pregnant, just that change in dynamics of your core from being stretched out and then having to re-navigate this new body that you now are in post-childbirth, that too is another reason where core Recoordination, I think, is a, a better term, is super, super important. Because for everybody, whether it's been pain or injury or overuse or underuse or just being a human, if you can't stabilize through your midline, everything else around that has to work harder to hold everything together. And the core, like I said, is more than just your six pack abs. And yes, we all have the six-pack ab muscle. It's called your rectus abdominis. And for some people, it might be a four-pack or it might be, you know, three on one side and two on the other. The shape of your rectus abdominis and how it actually looks has everything to do with your fascia and connective tissue. And I can't remember where I heard this, but, you know, because it is fascia and connective tissue, if you are really, really, really keen on getting it to be perfectly aligned, that's absolutely a place where body work might be helpful. You don't have to go and get plastic surgery, but that's not what we're about, right? So six-pack ab, your rectus abdominis, also your breathing muscle, your diaphragm, which is this big dome-shaped muscle that sits right at the bottom of your rib cage. And it really is shaped like a semicircle, right? If you like just chopped an inflated ball in half, that's what the diaphragm looks like. And it lines the bottom six ribs of your rib cage. So every time you breathe, that core muscle is working and it works in partnership with your pelvic floor. And both men and women and all people have pelvic floors. So it's not like you're excused. Everybody has a pelvic floor and the pelvic floor is similar in that it has a little bit of a dome shape, not quite as much as your diaphragm, but it works to reflexively stretch and strengthen the diaphragm from the bottom of your pelvis. And so it's super important that your core is able to stabilize your midsection in that ideal posture, so to speak. So not something rigid, but when your rib cage is stacked over your pelvis, then you have the maximum amount of coordination between your diaphragm and your pelvic floor. So they really can work together so that when your diaphragm, you know, contracts and flattens out and it puts that little bit of pressure on your pelvic floor, then your pelvic floor is able to, you know, spring back and help the diaphragm return to its resting position. So all of our muscles have agonists that work against them. They have synergists that work with them. And diaphragm and pelvic floor are the same. So your breathing muscles, your pelvic floor, these are all core muscles as well obliques that are on the side of your body. You can think of the obliques. There's two layers of them, your internal and external, and they make these X marks on the sides of your body. And they help you with a side bending, but also with rotation. 
they're also on the side of your body, the front of your body and the back of your body. So core strength, remember I said almost every breathing muscle, all of the muscles around your torso are core muscles. Your core is more than just that front strip down the front of your body. It is everything from top to bottom, inside to outside, front to back. The transverse abdominus is another muscle here, and you can think of it as wrapping around like a cummerbund. And this is one, if you've ever done Pilates, Pilates is really focused on the transverse abdominus and using that to create midline stability. And it's a great muscle to be able to activate and know where it is to help with your posture. But then there's also back muscles, specifically spinal muscles, one in particular called the multifity that is also considered a core muscle. The multifity are super, super cool. They connect your vertebra to one another. So all the way from your neck down into your sacrum, there are these little muscles that go from one spinal bone to the next spinal bone on either side of your spine. But they too are responsible for helping to brace your midsection. The other really cool thing about the multifity and of all the muscles, they're probably one of my nerdy favorites, I'll say, is that the multifity will contract before you move. So just the thought of getting up or standing up or changing position, your brain already contracts the multifity so that you have your spine supported and ready to go before you actually move. And you can test this out too. I mean, it's very subtle work, but, you know, bringing your hands to the surface of your sacrum from a seated position and, you know, playing with standing up and sitting down, just something I did in a yoga training way back early on in my career. And my mind was blown and I was hooked on anatomy for sure. So when you think of the core as all of these muscles, right, stitching together, connected, layered, sandwich, woven together, top to bottom, front to back, inside to outside, diaphragm to pelvic floor, the reason why crunches don't work as a core strengthener is all because of mechanics. So crunches and sit-ups, really the motion is the same, right? You're moving your torso in one direction, which is spinal flexion. So of all of the muscles that I mentioned, the muscles that really, really are most challenged by spinal flexion is only your rectus abdominis. So your six-pack ab definitely gets strengthened in that crunch position. Your obliques also help with that. But also your psoas is a big driver of that spinal flexion activity. So if you're just thinking about muscular anatomy and like, okay, which muscles are strengthened? So if I want them to be stronger, I should do that specific move. You kind of miss the mark when it comes to crunches right? Because neck pain is a huge thing that comes with crunches. Gravity is always present. We can't ignore gravity. And when you're laying on your back and trying to do a crunch or a sit up, your neck has to work to bring you along for the ride. So from a textbook standpoint, yes, it's true that spinal flexion uses your rectus abdominis helped with the obliques and the psoas. But in reality, to actually perform a crunch, it's not just the rectus and it's not just the obliques and it's not just the psoas, but your neck muscles, the scalenes and the sternocleidomastoid. I don't know about you guys, but anatomy and Latin, it makes me so happy. (laughs) 
And I think if you are listening to this episode, I hope that it makes you happy too. And if it doesn't, just send me a message and we'll, we'll see if we can help bring joy back into Latin anatomy for you. But the sternocleidomastoid, the SCM, it's that big strappy neck muscle on the sides of your neck. Um, recently on a Fix It Friday, I go live on Instagram every Friday at about 5 p.m. Pacific. I did a mobilization for your SEM that was phenomenal. So definitely go check out my IGTV at Hala Fromala to find that help for neck video. All of that is to say that crunches are not just about your core muscles because the entire front of your body has to work together to get you into this shape. And so you might be thinking, well, if your head has to come along for the ride, isn't that just like added weight? Wouldn't that be better to strengthen your crunches more? And I suppose there could be an argument for that, but your body is really smart at getting you from point A to point B at whatever cost necessary. So to get from laying down to being in that crunch position, your body might overwork some muscles. It might allow some to not have to fire quite so much. And then they get into that habitual pattern of being disengaged or deactivated, so to speak. It's not like they're totally lazy and like not working at all, but your body, again, it's the most efficient and effective pathway to firing these muscles. And if somebody doesn't know what they're supposed to be doing, your brain's just gonna skip them every single time. And crunches also, think about the shape again. And think about your shape when you are slouching at your desk or slouching on the couch. Crunches are really just that slouchy position. And so practicing crunches, remember practice makes permanent. So practicing crunches and utilizing crunches a lot as your main source of core strength it enhances what we're trying to avoid, especially if, you know, better upright posture is what we're looking for. Now, I'm not saying that you should never, ever, ever do crunches because I do crunches in my workouts on a fairly regular basis. But if they're irritating your neck, your back, or your hips, then strength building is better served for you doing something else. So I incorporate crunches occasionally because they don't bother me because I have strengthened my core in other ways so that my whole body can function and be mechanically efficient in the ways it needs to be when doing that specific move. And I say that not to be like, well, I'm perfect because that's absolutely not true. Um, You know, I just am working on strength in other places. Because textbook anatomy is one thing, and it's a great place to start from, but we also need to consider how the whole body works together, including the fascial system, because no muscle exists in a vacuum. And so there's this concept from Thomas Myers, who wrote the book Anatomy Trains, and I'll include that in the show description as well if you want to get super nerdy. And he calls it the superficial front line, which is this continuous line of fascia that connects your neck into your core and into your hip flexors. 
So it's not just in your head that crunches irritate your neck. Like it's literally due to your structure. So the fascial line, whether it's a superficial front line or any one of the muscles I've already mentioned, they're not strong enough yet to be able to do crunches. So continuing to practice crunches just continues whatever workaround they've created instead of figuring out how can I get stronger all around and then work from there. So instead of crunches, start to focus on stabilization. And most importantly, stabilization in neutral, in a neutral position. So things like planks and making sure that your rib cage is in line with your pelvis. And when it comes to crunches, I actually use my glutes to help support and stabilize my lower back. So Anytime I'm planking, my glutes are on, my butt is squeezed. And so if you've ever been told that you should keep your glutes soft or your buttocks soft when you do planks, try it with contracted glutes and let me know how that feels. Because again, gravity, it's a lot of work to hold your body against gravity in that way. So might as well use your glutes to help support your core. Your core is still working, I promise you, but it just helps to keep everything in a more neutral position. Now, when you're doing planks, your form matters because again, From point A to point B, your brain is going to take the shortest, fastest, most efficient route, even if it's not necessarily the most mechanically sound. So having shoulders directly over your wrists, making sure you're not collapsing into your shoulders, making sure that your back isn't dipping and that everything is active and engaged. So planks just on their own are a fantastic way to build core strength. And also when it comes to stabilization, paying attention to your posture just all throughout your day while you're working out, especially important with every movement that you do. Are you letting your ribs flare when you press something overhead or are you able to keep your ribs down, which is going to help strengthen that stabilization of your core even more? Something like a bird dog exercise. If you've ever had back pain, you've been in PT, you've probably done this from hands and knees. And then you reach one arm forward and the opposite leg back. So that's another great way to challenge your core strength without as much effort as is involved when it comes to planks. On my YouTube channel, I have a couple variations of bird dog and planks and things. So definitely check that out. I'll link to it in the description as well. But if you just go to youtube.com slash aewellness, you can get there as well. And another stabilization exercise is actually leg raises. Sometimes we forget about leg raises, but laying on the ground and lifting and lowering legs with your knees bent or straight one at a time, two at a time, there's like an infinite number of variations here, is a great way to strengthen your core. But remember, your posture and your position matters. So especially when it comes to leg raises, making sure that you're not letting your rib cage pop up off the floor, that you're not letting your lower back arch a ton. Because remember, we're focusing on stabilization. So making sure that the spine is stable, the core is active, and then your legs are moving, not the other way around. 
Another type of exercise that you can do as opposed to crunches is working on rotation. Because remember, our obliques are part of your core and they help to keep your rib cage and pelvis in relationship to one another, keeping them stacked. So things like chops, if you just think of like wood chopping, and I know it's like, (laughs) for those of you that exist and live in places where you do actually have to chop wood for day to day or even just once a year or whatever, I know how ridiculous it is that I just make these up in the gym, right? Like I go to my garage and I pretend I'm chopping with weights because I don't get to do that in real life. So if you're already doing things like this in your day to day, just pay attention to what your posture is like while you're doing them to make them an even more effective core strengthening exercise. There's another kettlebell exercise called the windmill, which for those of you who are yogis is sort of like a triangle pose with a weight, but you can imagine it if you step your feet about shoulder width distance apart and turn both of your toes into the same direction. And then you're bending from your hips, not your waist, as your upper body tips over. Trying to do it here as I stand. Or again, just go on YouTube, look up windmill. You can see that exercise. But these are all great ways to continue to practice position, posture, stabilization, in different directions and relationships to gravity, which are going to allow you to build up that necessary stabilizing core strength before you do crunches. So work on exercises like this before you graduate to crunches, right? Isn't that just like, wait, what? Yes. Do the foundational work and graduate to crunches rather than starting with crunches and just giving up entirely. Because working on these first is going to give you that solid strength base to be able to do crunches without aggravating anything or without irritating any injuries that you might have. So there you have it. Your core doesn't need more crunches. Really core strength can come from basic exercises like planks, like the chops, such a silly but really fun exercise, and just paying attention to your posture and your positioning throughout your day. When it comes to building strength sustainably and really avoiding injury, it's not the magic exercise that is going to rule them all. There's not one thing that will fix everything. What's most important is building consistency. But I also understand it's challenging to build consistency, especially if you're not quite sure what to do or where to focus, or you just want it planned out for you so that you know you're covering all of your bases on a regular basis. So that's why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. And you can grab it right now. And it's only $27. You can get it at aewellness.com slash toolkit. And the Mobility Mastery Toolkit has a calendar of four weeks of mobility exercises for your hips and your shoulders and your neck so that you know you're building strength in the places that matter the most. You also get a workday stretch guide, which you can just print out and have by your desk so that you can do exercises to just undo the desk and computer work from your shoulders to help your neck and upper back and lower back and more. You also get how to master your form and foundation. So planks and push-ups and squats, how to do those more effectively and efficiently to build strength, but again, do it without having pain. And I'm also including a new guide I just wrote with the three biggest mobility mistakes that are wasting you time. 
I don't think that you need to spend hours a day doing mobility for it to be effective, but to build up that consistency, you want to be laser focused with how you're spending your time. And in this guide, I talk about the things that are really just distractions. So again, the Mobility Mastery Toolkit just launched it. It's at aewellness.com slash toolkit, and it's available right now for just $27. So go check it out. Let me know what you think. Go enjoy your core strength without crunches, and be sure to let me know how it's going for you. Was this episode and talking about crunches and how you don't have to do them, hopefully I've given you the permission to not feel beholden to crunches anymore. So let me know, was this really like, oh, mind-blowing for you or have you given up on crunches a long time ago <laughs> or you can send me any questions over on instagram at hala famala you can shoot me a dm you can tag me on instagram whatever or you can call the body nerd hotline at 818-396-6501 and just leave a quick message about your core story i was gonna say <laughs> so your core your core history I don't know. I'm trying. But before I go, I want to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, and everything else lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And as always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I hope that you are listening while you're moving, or maybe you have something super fun planned for later on today. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, I would so appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button or you shared this episode with somebody who needs to hear it or even better, leave a review to let all of the algorithms and the robots know that the Body Nerd Show is fun and that you're learning stuff and that you enjoy it. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, building super strong cores without doing crunches and getting nerdy. Thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today. <laughs>